Hey everyone, Alex here. Before we start today's episode, I have one ask of my listeners, and it is very appropriate for what today's episode is about. I've been studying the growth playbooks of the biggest podcasts in the world to better understand how I can keep growing Founders Journal. Beyond show cross promotions, content marketing on social media, and recommendations by Apple Podcasts and Spotify on their homepages, the number one way to grow your show is through show reviews. Reviews take less than 60 seconds and they make a huge difference for podcasters like myself. With that being said, it would mean the world to me if you could head to the Apple Podcast app and leave a review on the show. My goal is to go from 126 ratings to 250 ratings in two months. And with your help, I believe we can do it. Now, time for the episode. What is up, everyone? This is Alex Lieberman, co-founder and CEO of Morning Brew. As always, thank you for joining Founders Journal, my personal audio diary made public for the world. My diary is meant to give you, the business builder, a backstage pass into building Morning Brew. I want to help you think better in order to build better, better, whether that's building a business, building a team, or building a new product. So let's build together. Today, I'm going to walk you through Morning Brew's playbook for growth with never before shared insight. I'm going to tell you how we grew from zero to 2.5 million subscribers on our daily newsletter. Let's hop into it. Almost daily, I am asked the same exact question by Morning Brew subscribers, Twitter followers, interested marketers, and complete strangers. And that question is, how did you do it? How did you grow Morning Brew to be one of the largest daily newsletters in the country while maintaining best-in-class engagement? I literally had this exact conversation with two people independently looking to launch newsletters in the coming days. I had that conversation with them on Friday, and that's the norm these days. What I'm going to do is walk you through our exact growth strategy for our newsletter while also providing a higher level framework such that you can use this as a playbook for growth in or outside of newsletters and in or outside of media. Let's start back at the beginning when Morning Brew was nothing but a baby newsletter and Austin and I were looking to turn this thing from product as a hobby to product as a business, meaning actually making money. The first framework we used to be smart about building our business and growing our audience was something we called the circle of life. Simply put, we looked at building a newsletter business as a three-step process. This process focused us, but also taught us the proper ordering in building our business. The first step was content. Nothing was more important than the content we created. We needed to publish the best daily business newsletter for millennials bar none. If we didn't do that, nothing else mattered. While this isn't a growth strategy per se, it is because the best marketing or growth strategy for any business is a great product. A great product sells itself and a great product keeps its customer after it's attracted the customer to sign up initially. The biggest contributor to growing Morning Brewster rapidly was creating a need for people, not a nice to have. It was a must have. Traditional business content was stale, yet it was more important than ever for people to be adequately prepared to have careers in business. And Morning Brew swooped in to deliver on that need with something digestible, relatable, and convenient, something the market had not served the modern business leader prior. So beyond a great product being the best marketing channel, the second 
step of the circle of life was growth. Once we had a great product, it was all about getting the right eyeballs in front of and signed up for that great product. To give a sense of timeline, the growth part of the cycle began in the spring of 2015 when we felt like the product was in a great place. For context, we had launched Morning Brew in the early parts of 2015 when Austin and myself were students at the University of Michigan. I was a senior, he was a sophomore. Also, to keep in mind, we hadn't completed the circle of life with sales yet, which meant that the early days of growth were all unpaid or organic growth. There was no paid marketing in the early days of the brew. Here's how we prioritized the early days of growth. It's what I call the hub and spoke model. Hubs were the individuals or organizations that were connected to a concentration of our target readers, which we called spokes. The more that we could leverage hubs to market the brew, the more we could get in front of spokes or the right readers for the content we were serving. Given Austin and myself had finite time and finite resources, we simply prioritized the hubs by how much effort it would take to leverage the hubs we wanted to leverage. That's why the first hub that Austin and I leveraged was ourselves. There was no faster way to get in front of the right eyeballs than Austin and myself doing everything in our power to get every single student at the University of Michigan who was remotely interested in business signed up for Morning Brew. We literally tried everything. We tried flyers in the dorms. We tried little business riddles in the library. We tried going through the career departments. We showed up to career fairs. We tried announcements in classes. And through trial and, and error, we figured out the best first growth tactic for Morning Brew. Austin and I would divide and conquer all business and business-adjacent classes and clubs at Michigan. He would take the financial accounting lecture in the business school. I would take the Econ 101 class in the liberal arts school. And we'd get to the class a few minutes before it began. And the teacher would introduce us and give us the floor for two minutes. We had a prepared script that we had practiced with each other dozens of times because even in the early days of the business, the consistency of our words and our brand meant a ton to us. And then we would finish our pitch by saying, and I quote, we're going to pass around a sheet of paper. If you'd like to sign up for our newsletter, just write down your email address and you'll start getting the newsletter 6 a.m. tomorrow. Remember, it's free and worst case scenario. If you hate it, you can always unsubscribe, end quote. I believe there were three things that made this tactic of making announcements in classes and clubs at Michigan so successful. The first thing that made it successful, it was the best concentration of our spokes at Michigan. We had the attention of hundreds of business majors at once, people who clearly were in the target demographic for our newsletter. The second, we marketed, marketed the product and story told it as a no-brainer. It was free and you always had the opportunity to opt out. There was literally no downside for the consumer not to opt in. The third reason, we removed the friction to sign up. Rather than asking people to get out their laptops, open up Google Chrome, type morningbrew.com in the URL, and then type in their email address and hit submit, we did all of the work for students where literally the only action they had to do was take out a pen. And actually, they didn't even have to take it out. We gave them the pen. They had to literally take the pen and the sheet of paper that we handed them and write down their email address. We did the rest. 
It was the success of our announcements and the hub and spoke model at Michigan that actually dovetailed into our second growth strategy for Morning Brew, and that is a college ambassador program. The thought process went something like this. We proved that leveraging hubs in front of the right spokes worked well as Austin and I got our first 2,000 signups just by going class to class and club to club. Once we had exhausted the Michigan network, the obvious next question was, how do we scale ourselves beyond Michigan? And how we scaled ourselves was finding the Austin or Alex at the other major undergraduate business programs, Wisconsin, Wharton, Indiana, GW, Notre Dame, Virginia, Alabama, the list goes on. Using our playbook of focusing on hubs that required the least amount of upfront investment beyond Austin and myself, it was other students that had strong networks and were already subscribed to Morning Brew. These were people that we didn't need to sell on the value prop of the product and who had spokes within their respective networks of the right readers. And so the ambassador program began. The first time we ran the program, we had 12 ambassadors from 10 different schools and we got around 5,000 subscribers that semester. The second semester we ran the program, we had 50 ambassadors and got around 10,000 subscribers. Each time we ran it, we got a little bit better and we still run our ambassador program to this day. In four years of running a college ambassador program, there are a few secrets we learned, two of them actually. The first secret, quantity over quality. It sounds counterintuitive, but being super selective in an ambassador program doesn't work. Why? Because college students, no matter how ambitious they are, no matter how impressive their resumes are, they are flaky. And the only way you de-risk ambassador flakiness is by having more of them. The second thing we learned, the best way to manage quantity is to mix automation with human touch. We found ways to automate the program at the top of the funnel when it came to accepting applications, inviting ambassadors to a shared Facebook group, and sending nudge emails to remind ambassadors to share the brew. And then we spent 90% of mine and Austin's time managing the program at the bottom of the funnel, spending time with the ambassadors that had already shared with dozens of students and proved their worth and their passion for the business. The last thing I'll say about our ambassador program is that it now averages between 15,000 and 30,000 subscribers per semester, which while not a ton on a percentage basis, given how large our email list is now, on an absolute basis, it's building habit with a demographic early in their lives and early in their professional careers. And these are people who could likely end up reading this newsletter for the next decade. Also a fun fact, a lot of college students end up telling their parents and their grandparents about the product. And we have found on multiple occasions where Morning Brew advertising deals have come from people who found out about the newsletter from their kids who are in college. Similar to how Austin and my early growth strategies progressed into an ambassador program, our ambassador program progressed into another major growth driver for our business. And that's Morning Brew's referral program. The Brew's referral program allowed us to turn every Morning Brew reader into an ambassador, not just college students. It took away the human touch of Austin and I talking directly with our ambassadors, but it was automated in a way that we could scale the program beyond our wildest dreams. All of a sudden, we went from 50 people or 100 people being our ambassadors to thousands of people being our ambassadors. 
And it wasn't just college students. It was college students. It was professionals. It was high school students. It was people who were retired. A few big learnings I want to share about our referral program. The first, as long as your product stays great and your audience continues to grow with quality readers, your referral program will grow in parallel. Morning Brew's referral program is still a major driver of growth to this very day. And more than 300,000 of our 2.5 million readers have gotten at least one person to sign up using their referral link. The second learning, everyone thinks that referral programs are impossible to build. They're actually quite easy to build. If you want to spin one up quickly, you can use out-of-the-box solutions like Kickoff Labs or Viral Loops. If you want to build one custom to you or your company, you can leverage your in-house engineers if you have those, or you can use developers on a freelance platform like Upwork. Morning Brew's referral program progressed from starting on Kickoff Labs, us finding that was not flexible enough. We then had an Upwork freelancer build it custom for $500, and then we ended up giving it to our in-house engineers to rebuild and build it even more custom and more flexible. The third and final learning of our referral program, optimize your referral program rewards for cost and for what motivates your best customers. Every business has a different product and every business has different customers. The things that motivate your customers are going to be different from the things that motivate Morning Brew's customers. We know our best readers care about their status in the Morning Brew community and they love our content and our voice. That's why Morning Brew's referral rewards include physical goods that readers can flaunt in public like our crew neck, t-shirt, and stickers. And also why we have rewards like getting access to our Sunday newsletter called Light Roast, which our best readers love, and it costs Morning Brew nothing. So we've talked about Austin and my guerrilla marketing in the early days at Michigan. We've talked about that evolving into a college ambassador program that we do to this day. And then we've talked about that evolution to Morning Brew's referral program, making everyone on our list a hypothetical ambassador. There's one final organic growth strategy that I want to talk about before closing with Morning Brew's paid growth strategy. I believe other industries call this tactic or strategy channel partner marketing, but basically something that has been a strong driver of growth throughout the life of Morning Brew's business has been the cross promotion. This is a tried and true strategy for all companies for decades, and it's actually no different than the hub and spoke model that I described. But basically, all a cross promo is is it's an agreement in which you expose your audience to a partner's product and the partner exposes their audience to your product. Morning Brew has done cross promotions with everyone from top 10 business sites in the world to YouTube influencers, but the most effective cross promos have always been same channel partnerships. What that means is Morning Brew cross promoting with another email newsletter of similar size. I generally think it works well because what you've done is you remove friction when the behavior of the consumer is the same. So if Morning Brew were to hypothetically cross-promote with CB Insights' newsletter, when in CB Insights, there's a blurb about Morning Brew and people signing up, the people reading that newsletter already have the behavior of reading a daily newsletter that is a habit-building product. Going to Morning Brew isn't this large leap in how CB Insights is consumer is consuming their content. All right. So just to recap, there have been four major organic growth strategies that have helped Morning Brew go from zero to 2.5 million subscribers. Co-founder guerrilla marketing in the early days, 
that evolution into a college ambassador program, that evolution into a referral program, and then finally, same channel cross promotions. The final part of Morning Brew's growth strategy that I want to briefly touch on is paid. Going back to the circle of life that I mentioned earlier, as we completed step one of great content and enough of step two, which was quality growth, that gave Morning Brew the opportunity to complete step three, which is monetization, selling Morning Brew's audience to advertisers large and small. Completing step three is what provided Morning Brew the great unlock to accelerate our growth and pour fuel on the fire. By now having a a self-sustaining business, we took every advertising dollar and did one of two things. We either hired new people or we spent money on paid growth or paid acquisition. While Morning Brew's paid acquisition strategy has changed over time in terms of the best channels to find new good subscribers, our approach to paid acquisition has not changed. Our strategy is simple. We start by trying a lot of different channels, ranging from paid sponsorships and newsletters to Facebook ads, to YouTube influencers, to programmatic advertising. I'm pretty sure we've even sponsored the Wi-Fi ads in New York City subways. And then what we do is we collect enough data on the subscribers acquired from each of these channels to then understand where are we getting good subscribers from to then be able to optimize our strategy. The key metric that we keep track of is something called CAC-HQ or acquisition cost of a high quality subscriber. So what we don't do with Morning Brew's paid growth strategy is just put more money into the channels that yield the cheapest subscribers. Because if those subscribers never open, those aren't the people we want signing up for our newsletter. The channels we do put more money into are those that have the lowest acquisition cost of a high quality subscriber. The way that we define a high quality subscriber is a reader who opens at least six of their first 12 newsletters. Obviously, within your business, you're going to have to think about what does a high-quality customer look like? But I generally think this process of starting top of funnel with many channels, collecting data on your customers from those channels, understanding where you're getting the highest quality customers at the lowest cost, and optimizing to the few channels that that metric looks best, is generally something you can apply to any business. And with that, all of Morning Brew's secrets gone in 19 minutes. But in all seriousness, my hope is that you walk away from this episode, not just knowing how to grow a newsletter, but also understanding some foundational principles like the hub and spoke model, like channel partner marketing, like optimizing paid acquisition for quality customers that you can then add to your mental arsenal as you think about customer growth in the context of your business. As always, thank you for listening to Founders Journal, and I'll catch you next episode. Take it easy, everyone. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.